Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a life-changing election. This will determine what America is going to look like for a long, long time. Character is on the ballot. Compassion is on the ballot. Decency, science, democracy, they're all on the ballot. Who we are as a nation, what we stand for, and most importantly, who we want to be, that's all on the ballot. And the choice could not be more clear. If you want a vision of your life under Biden presidency, think of the smoldering ruins in Minneapolis, the violent anarchy of Portland, the bloodstained sidewalks of Chicago, and imagine the mayhem coming to your town. Those are two different uh, versions right there. There's your campaign, folks. Enjoy. We'll Um, uh, talk about the... Democratic sad Zoom call, uh, the <laughs> upcoming Republican uh, try, uh, the campaign in general, and whatever pops to mind with the fabulous Lon Hee Chen uh, in about uh, about 20 minutes. The, Stay he- tuned. the headline seems to be, from most people, Biden cleared a low bar. The low bar of, you know, he's not completely senile, wandering around, doesn't know what day it is. Right. He cleared right. that bar. Yeah. Which yeah. is all he may have had to do. Yeah, it was it was it was fine. It was full of just crap and lies and half truths and whatever. But he did not come off as a guy who ought to be in a home, right? Yeah, uh, I have little. Oh, that's right, that's right. I, I, this is kind of a public service announcement, and a lot of you know this already. 
But Judy and I have had a hankering for tacos lately, and so we <laughs> we uh, well, okay, I've had a hankering for tacos, and I keep that's, bugging her. That's the funniest start to any public service announcement I've ever heard. Yeah, this is a joke PSA. This is a public service announcement. Right. My wife and I have had a hankering for tacos lately. <laughs> so there's a super great uh, hole in the wall. Uh, it's I mean it, it's a food truck without wheels. It's not a restaurant. Right. It's just a. I need ten right now. And it, they've got a little outdoor seating area. That's it. Um, and but the place is awesome. great. Their tacos are so good, and their burritos. Um, and we went there last night, and uh, we're chatting uh, with uh, the the gal who was uh, at the little window out front. And I think she's. I think it's a husband wife operation. It is the classic American small business, and. Uh, we noticed that they had a really reduced menu, and she explained that, yeah, ever, ever since the COVID thing, all the meat and all our supplies have gotten so expensive, we can't have the wide menu right now. Um, because, essentially, mm-hmm. she didn't say it, but they're barely staying in business. Meat is expensive, man. It's crazy. Right, right. And so she explains that, and then, uh, you know, they're, in our part of the world, is extremely smoky from the Western wildfires, and... And so there's almost nobody eating outside, plus it's really hot. And you could see the worry in her eyes. Heck yeah. Um, And and so I I made my order and everything, and they have, and it's I love it, it's so clever. There's a a jar that says complaint jar. All complaints must be written on a $1 bill or more. Um, And obviously a tip jar. And and I laid a... I think it's a ruse. (laughs) I don't appreciate your ruse. Uh, So I I laid a tip on her, and she... I wish I were a gifted actor. The gratitude in her voice made me want to reach back into my wallet and throw a couple of 20s in there or something. So long story short, People in certain industries, and you, you don't need to hear the list, but certainly restaurants and little food trucks and all are just—they're just dying. Um, so get get your be lazy tonight. Carry out and tip them really well. Um, it's just, oh man, people are hurting. People are really, really hurting. So anyway, that's it. Uh, speaking of hurting, I had an MRI the other day, and uh, I was afraid I was going to get a worse injury than the one I came in for. Um, but mm. you ever had an MRI? Uh, which, uh, which one is that? That's the that's the one in the tube that's incredibly loud. Oh yeah, does it, bang, 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 is bang, the, bang. Is that the one where you drink something, or the one where they inject you with something? Sometimes I didn't need to do that. Okay. Um. So it was it was it was crazy enough. Yeah, I threw but. up in the tube once when I was doing my cancer thing. That was un- that was unpleasant. Oh, threw up in golly. the tube. Oh, golly, that's a great <laughs> album. <laughs> Well, at least you're not, you know, in the middle of millions of dollars worth of equipment that you've now vomited upon. But what are you going to do? You're sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, some great email reaction to the things we've talked about so far today. I want to hit you with in a a couple of minutes, Um, including a a man who mentions that he was playing a farm simulation game when the president was talking about Charlottesville. I didn't know there were farm simulation games. Oh, yeah. You plant the crops. Real? You... Have you ever seen the cartoon Big City Greens? Nobody probably knows what that is no, unless you no. have kids. It's a it's a cartoon about this farm family that moves to the big city and they're fish out of water and everything like that. But the dad got we the people on this farm. The dad got hooked on some farm simulation video oh, game. Really? Was like staying up all night long playing it and stuff like that. <laughs> water kids. in the crops and such. And... <laughs> yeah. 
Uh-oh, locust invasion, locust invasion. And earning... you gotta, you got to put up the scarecrows, otherwise the birds will get your crops. And he and, was earning, okay. like, trucker hat badges and stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. A world in, uh, window into a world I didn't know existed. That's unbelievable. So we'll get to that and the whole uh, Charlottesville thing and George Floyd. And, and, and plus, we're going to talk to Lonnie Chen. But a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. You know, there are times that... You just good enough is good enough. And, you know, you don't need the best car in the world. You need a car that'll get your high need to work and back. When we tell you Simply Safe as a security system is less expensive, no expensive install, no longer contracts, that's true. But you also have to understand it's better. It's not the cheap alternative. It's the best alternative for your home security. Yeah, you set it up yourself in under an hour. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. It's simple enough to use because a lot of security systems are too complicated. You're scrolling through the menus late at night trying to turn the darn thing on, and you just eventually stop doing it. Uh, Simply Safe, you can use uh, about $15 a month, not locked into a contract. And with a 60-day risk-free trial, there's no reason to not try Simply Safe. Yep, police, fire, and medical monitoring is great. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know we sent you. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Yeah, Brian says, uh, yeah, the lie about Charlottesville always drives me nuts. What percentage of Americans know what the president actually said and what he was talking about when he talked about there were nice, fine people on both sides? Is it 10% even? I don't know, and then you'd get to the whole, um, you know, our needles are stuck. There's so many issues out there with Trump. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it makes any difference. Yeah, yep. Uh, Brian mentions that he was playing a farm farming simulator uh, at the time, and he watched it live. Um and that there were people uh, there at the time who were protesting the taking down of the statues who were actually uh, not all white, even. There there were a couple of black people who were there. Speaking of which, uh, protests and that sort of thing, the horrific violence in, in Portland. Uh, got another note. I can't find it, but uh, I watched the longer form of the video, that poor man being beaten down just because I wanted to understand what Ugh. happened. And the brutality lasted so long i know it's just and it was awful. so gratuitous and there were so many women who were perpetrating it or encouraging it the savagery of young women we got an email from a listener uh, of a frequent correspondent who just seems really sweet and nice we've even corresponded at times on personal matters um she happens to live in the same town where my son uh lives and um her her daughter has turned into a savage, hateful, angry, uh, anti-fascist type person. Won't listen to reason, won't uh, discuss anything with an open mind, will brook no dissent, Is got balled up fists all the time, ready to just perpetrate acts of violence. It is so interesting, the phenomenon of militant young women and how every militant cause is just thick with young women. You picture the angry young man, Billy Joel, with a great song about it. Uh, Google it. Uh, Dial it up. Straight up. Um, But it's often the women who are the most brutal and who are inciting the young men who, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, uh, young women could get young guys to do about anything. Um, They're inciting the violence. Hmm. It's wild. But yeah, that that video, oh my gosh, if you even have 10% of you that thinks, well, it's uh, mostly peaceful protests protesting the death of George Floyd. Um, it'll wake you to heck up. These are sick, 
sick people. And again, you can't passive your way out of this. If you give them an inch, they will take at least a foot, if not a mile. And you got your your Ted Wheelers of the world and, and what's her name, Jenny Durkin in Seattle or whatever. Oddly enough, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago has started to grow a spine, but they think they can passive their way out of this. Listen, if we just give them what they're asking for, they'll stop and and everybody will go home. You do not understand who these people are. So the super soaker squirt gun your kid was using over the summer might be full of lead and you should probably throw it away. Also, there's a university giving out a grants for doing nothing. They're called idleness grants. Where do I sign up for that? Oh, and we never really paid off that Iowa State teacher story. Really, who was uh, forbidding anybody oh, yeah. to disagree with any of her opinions or you'd fail the class. And what's the latest on Putin's rival who got poisoned? We can bring you all that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I guess number three, be prepared on that debate stage uh, to be standing there with somebody unlike anyone you've ever um, been involved with before in politics. Someone who lies with impunity, uh, who literally will say anything, uh, try to throw you off your game. Uh, you have to be as focused as you can be. Uh, respond you know, when you have to, but try to get your message um, beyond the sort of reality show environment that he's trying to create so that the American people have an idea about why they would vote for you, not just against Donald Trump. That's Hillary Clinton giving some advice when asked uh, that she would give to Joe Biden running against Donald Trump. But the the stuff she said right there at the beginning, that's never going to happen. When you're there on that debate stage, they will never be on a debate stage together. There's no Mm. chance of that, is there? I don't know. Nah. Two, socially distanced? Two old men. On I a, bet against it. Yeah. I just can't see how that would possibly happen. I was just struck, as I often is, that when she's not trying, she comes off as a reasonable and smart lady. I disagree with her on everything, but, you know. But the minute she starts to try, she comes off as some sort of robot that's trying to steal from me. <laughs> you know, your skin just crawls. A robot that's trying to steal from you. Yeah. Thieving robot. I don't <laughs> yes. know who programmed this robot, but that's... <laughs> Certainly a design flaw. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> uh, Speaking of garbage, you got this Iowa State University professor. She issued a syllabus. This is an English class. Threatening discipline against students who undertook any project she disagreed with, essentially. Labeled giant warning at the bottom of the sim- uh, syllabus. That's actually how it was labeled. All caps. Giant warning. You know, why did they characterize it? Why did she just have... here? God, journalism is so bad these days. Joe's disgusted, ladies and germs. I am. Giant warning. Any instances of othering that you participate in? Okay. I love the quote. I tweeted it out the other day. Terminology masquerading is thought. Othering. 
Any instances of othering that you participate in intentionally, racism, sexism, ableism, homophobia, sorophobia, transphobia. What the cl- hell is sorophobia? Classism, mocking of mental health issues, body shaming, etc. in class are grounds for dismissal from the classroom. Did you say zorophobia, like the fear of a fencing contest? Because <laughs> I'm afraid of that because I have no fencing skills. Oh, no, he'd, he'd cut me up like a Christmas ham. <laughs> Sorophobia, S-O-R-O-phobia, is that fear of George Soros, or? I found serophobia, S-E-R-O, which is uh, Sbarophobia. Fear of people living with HIV. Sbarophobia. Fear of cheap pizza. (laughs) Cheap airport pizza. No, I don't don't know. Well, she's making this S up. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So anyway, uh, grounds for dismissal from the classroom. The same goes for any papers or projects. You cannot choose any topic that takes at its base that one side doesn't deserve the same basic human rights as you do, i.e. no arguments against gay marriage, abortion, Black Lives Matter, etc. I take this seriously. Well, the abortion one falls apart pretty fast. I, would have, I wouldn't have challenged that as a college kid, probably, because I wasn't paying attention to any of these issues. I would always just, you know, from first day on, think, what do I got to do to get a B in this class? <laughs> is this going to be one I need to show up to regularly or not? You're a practical man. Then is now. <laughs> But, you know, if, can I challenge you on that whole abortion thing? What the hell are you talking about? That there's clearly a right side and a wrong side. What, what, what the hell are you talking about? Well, yeah, and the Black Lives Matter thing. Oh, please. In a statement to Fox News, the university... What's that smell? Is that smoke? Man, it reeks in here. What That's is terrible. that smell? It smells like an electrical fire. Hmm. An aggressive scent. That's right. Anyway, I'm That's sorry. Fire? From the Department of Being Easily Distracted. Am I stopping, dropping, and rolling? Nope, not me. Oh, no, I seem to be uh, on flame-ridden. There's over a fire here. on TV, but it's, I don't believe smell-o-vision has come <laughs> our way yet. <laughs> Where were we? This is serious, damn it! So is an electrical fire in a room full of electrical equipment. <laughs> in a statement to Fox News, the university described the syllabus as inconsistent with its commitment to the First Amendment. The syllabus statement, as written, was inconsistent with the university's standards and its commitment to the First Amendment rights of students. Or any sane person's version of how you would teach people. Well said. After reviewing this issue with the faculty member, the syllabus has been corrected to ensure it is consistent with university policy. Moreover, the faculty member is being provided additional information regarding the First (laughs) Amendment policies of the university. Oh, that's hilarious. That's great. So I go into a convenience store, I steal everything, then shoot the clerk in the belly. What I need is more information on not shooting clerks in the belly. That's the problem. I'm not a crazy, vicious zealot who ought not be around young people. Now, that person should not be teaching, but they will not lose their job. Iowa State, where I was very, very drunk one weekend. My dad went to Iowa State. He's a graduate. I didn't see him. (laughs) Or at least I didn't recognize him. It's My dad slept in the the sheep barn at Iowa State. Literally, that's where he that's where he slept at night. Yes, ag student. Oh uh, yeah, or just farm Our sheep party guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. If you if you took care of the sheep, they let you live there for free. That's nice. Yeah. Iowa State is firmly committed to protecting the First Amendment rights of its students, faculty, and staff. With respect to student expression in the classroom, including the completion of assignments, the university does not take disciplinary action against students based on the content or viewpoints expressed in their speech. Again, a paragraph that is beautifully constructed, but utterly unnecessary if you're dealing with the sane. Yeah, that's amazing. That's astonishing. We're so far oh, off the rails. So I'm a conservative kid, or even moderate, and I'm going to take her class now and think, okay... University said I can express myself, and she won't downgrade me if I say 
I think Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. Okay, great. Lon E. Chen is one of the best political pundits around. We're going to talk to him about the the week that was uh, in politics and Biden's speech last night. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm a proud Democrat. And I'll be proud to carry the banner of our party into the general election. So it's with great honor and humility, I accept this nomination for president of the United States of America. And then the crowd went wild and the balloons fell and his wife came out and she he kissed her and everybody was de- on stage and for like 15 minutes a confetti and bo- no, I didn't have that this year. Well, he kissed his wife anyway. No, that was nice. This year. Nice moment. Sounded like a guy who'd had two cocktails quickly to yeah, me. So. Even in that clip, little slurry, but cleared the low bar that was set. Lon Hee Chen may have a different, appoint, uh, different opinion. He's the David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. And one of the most uh, clear-headed commentators around. Lon, how are you, sir? It's very good to be with you guys. Thank you. Low bar cleared, yes? Yeah, I mean, look, I think that going into it, the expectations weren't particularly high, given the virtual format and given 
all of the dialogue out there about Joe Biden and his stumbles. But I actually thought it was a pretty effective speech. I think it did what he needed it to do. Uh, It was a good reintroduction to him, to the American people. I've been saying a lot that, you know, these conventions are really about introducing, uh, in, in the case of Kamala Harris, really introducing her. But in the case of Joe Biden as well, kind of reintroducing him to the American people in the way that the campaign wants. And in that sense, I thought it was an effective speech, and he showed some passion and flair at various points. So uh, overall, you know, not not bad. Job well done. I have no idea how many people watched it, the convention this week, or, you know, how much difference it made in the race, or if it moved anybody any direction. I don't have any idea about that. They talked a lot about turnout. I suppose there's a good reason for that. Yeah, I mean, I think there, there were a couple goals they had. I mean, first of all, they wanted to excite the Democratic base. And I think more than anything, you're right, particularly in this virtual format where it's hard to really draw. I, I don't think it'll rate particularly well uh, in terms of in comparison to previous national conventions. But I think that the right audience was probably watching from the perspective of the Democrats, which is the audience that needed to watch were people who were going to be excited to get out there, to be mobilized, to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, I, I think they spoke to that audience. You know, they probably also spoke to some disaffected Republicans, crossover voters, independents, you know, maybe a few sprinkled in there as well. But I think in terms of getting to base mobilization, last night and this last week were actually fairly effective for the Democrats. For a guy who's been at the highest uh, levels of, of campaigns, political campaigns, it, it's got to be interesting to you that the paradigm has changed in terms of what those speeches were for. As Jack and I were discussing, I guess it was yesterday or earlier today, they're not for giant TV audiences anymore. They're trying to create moments that get zapped around on the Internet or people stream and, and whatever and, uh, you know, sound bites. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I mean, I think a lot of these campaign events, these big campaign events, uh, and I would put the, the debates in the same category, although I think people tend to sit down and watch the debates in a, in a, in a chunk uh, anyway, but if you can find a moment or you can find a series of moments that you can use to animate people to raise money, that is really what this is about. And, and the social media era has changed the way that these speeches are and what you're trying to put into them a lot, you know, and those made for TV moments that we used to kind of crave when people would sit and watch large blocks of convention coverage. Uh, just not the case anymore. So, you know, in that sense, a, a virtual convention can do the job just as well as an in-person convention. So um, you're you're always fair on uh, on laying these things out. So I wanted to ask you this. I, I hear people saying I heard um, I don't mention their names because I like them, but, but I think they were being disingenuous. Some people on the right, they're they're part of the never Trump crowd, Trump haters on the right. And they said, it's going to be tough to beat Bi- the Biden-Harris ticket. I mean, because they're basically the, re- the, the the Democrat equivalent of a Jeb Bush-Marco Rubio ticket. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, close to the center, nothing to be bothered by. Then I've heard other people describe Joe Biden's economic policy as as liberal as anything we've ever presented in America. I mean, it's way left. Where where do you find his his uh, policy to the extent that, that it gets discussed at all? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I actually think that... Uh, the, 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 where the policy is is actually pretty far to the left. Now, I will say that that's because the dialogue in our policy conversation has shifted generally, where I think on the left, they have moved farther to the left over the last couple of years. And, and I think to a certain degree, some of the conservative policy pronouncements have also moved farther to the right. So we're just seeing more polarization in general. Uh, I, I'll say a few things. First of all, on the Biden economic plan, 
there are elements of it that are that are quite progressive. The way, for example, it embraces uh, climate change as a goal and the kinds of economic restrictions you would need to achieve reductions in carbon emissions, for example. Some of that stuff is, is pretty progressive. Some of the tax stuff, repealing the Trump tax cuts, uh, looking at a tax that would tax wealth, really for the first time in American history. Uh, that is, uh, you know, I think relatively progressive. On health care, the, the proposal to add a, a public health insurance option, that's pretty progressive as well. So, yeah, I, I actually think if you look at the policy proposals, for Biden and Harris, they're they're pretty progressive. You know, I heard somebody bring this up the other day, and it's true though. People talk about extreme. What they really mean are the personalities. And when they talk about moderate, they talk, it really is the personalities. Mm. You know, that's probably bad for America that we don't get into the policies. But Biden is seen as a moderate because he's got a moderate personality. Trump is seen as an extreme because he has an extreme personality. But Trump's policies on a hell of a lot of stuff are way closer to mainstream than the Biden stuff is. Well, and but Kamala Harris's voting record is super left. But yeah, if you have a moderate personality, you get credit for being a moderate. Does it, have, have you ever? Does that make any sense, Yolani? Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. And I think because Biden has had a history as well of engaging in bipartisanship, you know, he was good friends with John McCain. He's been you know, friends with other Republicans. I think you're right. His character, his frame, what people see him as as a politician is, is a relative moderate. And I think that's what drives that. People don't look at the policy as much. People look at the affect. Uh, and, and, and that's that, that troubling. Make much more difference. That's really yeah, troubling. Fox pointed out last night. So there's a woman. I didn't watch anything but Biden's speech this entire week. I had no interest in watching this convention. But there, there was a woman at some point during the night last night. She was a, a woman from Mexico, and she did a little thing on a video about how you know I was uh, deported, and uh, and 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 Biden's policy will be I get to stay. And Fox pointed out that this woman was deported under Clinton's rules originally, then got deported again on Ob- under Obama's rules. <laughs> but Biden's rules would keep her in the country. That's a pretty big shift, isn't it? Well, and here, too, right? I mean, you've seen the Democratic Party and how they've moved. The, the conversation has moved away from, uh, hey, you know, should there be a pathway to legalization or citizenship for people who are here illegally to let's decriminalize the whole idea of an illegal border crossing, which is an extreme, extreme idea in American politics, an extreme idea in immigration policy that if you'd asked, you know, during the Clinton era or the Obama era, that would have been off the table. But now there's open conversation, open discussion about it. So I do think there's the possibility, certainly on immigration policy, that you would see a Biden administration be to the left of any previous Democratic administration, even on this very important issue. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Lonnie Chen with the Hoover Institution at Stanford. Hey, last question for me anyway, Lonnie. You're uh, advising Trump, the Republicans, on how to approach next week and or the campaign in general. What are, what are the key points to the Lonnie Chen strategy? Uh, I would say three things. First of all, you cannot try to make Trump look like a nice, soft guy. Not that I think they would, but you know, Trump is who he is. And I don't think you can change that. I don't think you're going to change voters' impressions of that. So that leads to the second thing, which is you've got to make sure people understand that he's someone who, uh, who wants to get things done and demonstrate the record and demonstrate what it is that he's done to deal with some of our big problems, by the way, including coronavirus, which has been you know, a little bit of a challenge for the White House. And then the last thing I would say is, what are you going to do in the second term? I do think for an incumbent president, laying out a vision for, here are three things I want to get done over the next four years. I think that's important. I don't think the campaign has done it quite yet. So I think if they can accomplish those three things coming out of next week, 
uh, it will have been a success. I lied. I have a follow-up question. So one more. Um, <laughs> the so-called security moms, the suburban women, do they hate too, Trump too much to be wooed, or can he well, get he, a percentage? He referred of them? to them as suburban housewives the other day, which is probably not the best way to go about oh, it. But. I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I'd want to refer to them as suburban housewives again, but I will say that I, I don't think that they're too far gone to be wooed. I think that these security issues, uh, you know, they do affect uh, suburban moms. They affect suburban dads, too. I mean, they look at this and think, you know what? I don't want my suburb to look like Portland. And I do think that those issues still are quite salient. So, you know, Trump is very close to losing them all the way, but I don't think he's quite there yet. Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution. It's always uh, stimulating, Lonnie. Thanks so much for the time and look forward to talking again soon. Great to be with you. Thank you. Note to self work in the word salient more often. Yes. I don't want my town to look like uh, Portland. Too many bridges. We're landlocked. It'd be idiotic. <laughs> What's he talking about? Um, oh, my God, the brutality continues. Yeah. I mean, we, can, we can't devote all our time to it every day just because same old, same old. But there are crazy people with no compassion and hearts exploding with hate beating others down in the streets. You wouldn't know it tuning on and turning into the news, but uh, it's happening. Well, you certainly didn't notice it from the convention this week. I, I would imagine next week's convention will include a lot of that footage. Um, back to the conversation we just had briefly. I'd never thought about this before, but I've, I've, I've seen it in, in other people, and I've even seen it in myself. This kind of branding somebody is extreme. If they, they can yell moderate positions, but they seem extreme, and somebody can whisper craziness but right. seem moderate yes it's it's weird that effect that has on you yeah a lot of politics is not uh, intellectual it's not, not frontal lobe and i think biden's pulling that off a, a whole bunch of the stuff that he's talking about that he seems to be in favor of it is way extreme yeah by by a national tradition mm-hmm. yep. immigration taxes health care all this stuff but he's a very steady old guy <laughs> presents it in a very calm manner well, and he does have a moderate history. I wonder how much of the stuff he actually believes or will happen or, or if he'll even have the strength to resist the left. I don't, I don't know. Trump Trump wants to secure the borders, which 90% of America agrees with, according, according to Gallup. But he says it by screaming and waving his arms around. Right. So he gets credit for being an extremist on yeah, that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, well, look and, the, and the media aids and abets that perception, too. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we only have, what, three months of this to go? <laughs> 74 days, something like that. Right, that's less than three months. So there's hope. Not a lot of hope, but some. Don't you dare give me hope, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Feel your soul being crushed I yet? do. I've got a practically minute-to-minute basis. <laughs> the two number one seeds in the NBA won their games last night, so things are slightly back on track, I guess. Nature is healing, yeah. Nature is healing. Gotta admit, I was just watching the highlights, uh, the Lakers game, and thought it's about time I start watching because I like the NBA. And I saw all the players sitting on the bench in Black Lives Matter t-shirts, and I thought I just don't want that. I know some of you don't care, but I just, I just don't want it. Yeah, I've gone to concerts with people I love, espousing political positions I agree with, and thought, oh man. I just don't want to hear about it. Do we have to go partisan in the middle of a song? (sighs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll see how it works out. Yep. Our text line, by the way, is 415-295-KFTC. Oh, hey, Lyft and Uber are uh, back in Cali Unicornia. Judge uh, granted a stay. Um, Although the union goons that own the state are doing their best to drive them out. 
I'm excited about this university that's handing out grants for doing nothing. They're called idleness grants. I've applied. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Well, I'll, I'll apply if I can get off my couch long enough to fill out the forms. Maybe you can get somebody to apply for you. And you might have this squirt gun they used all year long that's full of lead, which you don't want for your kid, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Um, so, uh, got a congressman caught on open mic, swearing at a staffer here over a technological problem. <laughs> Senator Carper. Is Senator Carper there? We'll move on to uh, Senator Lineford. Oh, <laughs> Chairman, I think Senator Carper is there. I think he's okay. trying to be able to queue it all okay. up right now. Senator Carper, can you unmute? I'm un- I'm unmuted. Okay, there we go. We, we don't want to be on TV again. Whoopsie daisy, Senator Carper carping about technology. A state senator of some sort or something. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> His senator of Delaware, yeah. Okay. FFF, trying, then, to get, trying to get unmute his Zoom call. Anybody then, else done that? And so you know how the Zoom calls, they automatically uh, swap camera priority to who's yeah. ever currently speaking, right? So it jumps to his mic as soon as he's turned away from the FFF. <laughs> and you see his masked staffer in his 20s coming over. No, you got to unmute it. There, Okay, all right. There you, go. you see the microphone button? Press it. Boy, we have a troubling <laughs> video for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Oakland A's baseball game last night. A, uh, a fly ball goes into the stands, hits a fan right on top of the head. Uh, hits what now? Luckily, the fan was a giant stuffed bear. <laughs> As you know, we don't have any fans at the games or either cardboard cutouts or some stadiums have gone to putting stuffed animals in the seats. But this fly ball comes down right on top of the head of this giant stuffed bear. It's hilarious. Uh, We have that at armstrongandgetty.com. And I thought you would enjoy this. This is just too rich, man. Too rich. So the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, who's, you know, had a bit of a change of heart on the protests and everything like that as it's got uglier. I'm not exactly sure what's driving that, whether it's reality, political wins, afraid it's going to help Trump. Donors. I I don't know what's going on there, but (laughs) this is good. Citing threats, yesterday she defended the ban on protesters on her block. I have a right to make sure that my home is secure, she said. Oh, boy. She defended the Chicago Police Department's ban on protesters being able to demonstrate on the block where she lives telling reporters that she and her family at times required heightened security because of the threats she receives daily. So they've banned protesting on the block in front of the top elected official in the city. Right. And she has armed guards and will take your guns because as well. Because she has a right to protect her home. Us, you know, that's completely different, obviously, than the businesses. Was that two weeks ago where $25 million worth of damage was done overnight? Right. We, we quoted the uh, one jewelry store was quoted in the Wall Street Journal. 40 years of their family's work gone overnight. Wow. Destructive riots. Nobody doing anything about it. Nobody saying anything about it. But when it's on my street, hey, I, I no protests allowed on my street. I have a right to, to defend my stuff. Right. How does she not see how incredibly awful that is? Just, it's an ast- 
astonishing example of entitlement and and how power corrupts. There's a protest at the mayor of uh, Pittsburgh's house a couple of nights in a row, like on his front porch, screaming and banging and yelling and the rest of it. And finally, he's a liberal, but he called in the cops. He said, this can't happen. I mean, and I saw the pictures of them on his front porch, on his private property. I I do not get, well, I kind of do get, and it sickens me, but I don't get how we've become so soft on property rights in this country. You can't stand on my property and screech uh, obscenities at me. And in fact, you can't stand on my property at all unless I invite you. And if you do not leave by choice, you'll leave by force. I mean, that's that's from English common law. It's as ancient as, as civilization. Well, this has been growing for years, and we've been talking about it for years. How many times have I said over the last 20 years, you know, go back to the WTO riots in Seattle way back in the day. Why are you allowing him to smash up the windows of that coffee shop? Why are you allowing this? And I guess it was just seen as well. You know, we got to let him blow off steam, or it'll be even worse. And right, we would have to muster up so much force to to confront the bully. The idea that insurance will pay for it. Well, this is what you get. You just sent the message that this is tolerated, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing, and they take it further and further and further. Yep. You you got to say no. You don't get to destroy things. It's scary to confront a bully. You have to summon up your will, and then there is almost always violence. Or or certainly there could be violence. And so I don't think people it, think they can passive their way out of it. What you just said is true, but I think it's usually more of a, I don't want to confront a bully that's on my side politically. Well, there's that. Um, they would confront the bullies if they were, you know, anti-abortion or something. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, uh, you know what? I had one more thing I was going to say. Oh, oh that, that, no, that's that's one thing Tucker Carlson's absolutely right about. He regularly talks about so many of these policies that these people push on you don't affect their neighborhoods. Oh, right. Illegal immigration, rioting in the streets, all these different things. Their neighborhoods aren't changed at all by their policies. And the second that they are, all of a sudden you see what Lori Lightfoot did. That's hilarious. You know, final thought, Senator Tim Scott was talking about how his police reforms, he can't get them to go anywhere because the Democrats really want the issue. They don't want the solution. Oh, that's too bad. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.